Broadcasting live, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. With your hosts, Honest Abe and Adam K. the Brewmeister. Listen to the show anywhere in the free world at kmatalkradio.com. I like to smoke them like some Winston Churchill. Good morning, loyal listeners, libertarians, lovers of the leaf, and everyone out in wonderful radio land. Welcome back to another exciting edition of KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I am Adam K., the brewmeister. With me, as always, America's host with the most, Honest Dave. Good morning. Where's Paul? I, he's printing out all the paperwork. We don't need paperwork, man. We need to start the show. I, well, he, he disappeared. I don't know. He's somewhere else. Who knows? Wow. Unreal. Yeah, so uh, when you need him, he's there for you in the clutch. Again. Our Facebook Live hasn't started. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that yeah. happened. Got a good show today. It's going to be a very good show. Yes. On this, the 7th of April here in the year 2018, uh, our guest today, uh, old friend of the program. Yes. Uh, Mr. Lou Rothman himself. Yeah, very exciting. Industry legend. Yes. Extraordinaire. A man who just returned from Cuba. Paul's in-laws just got back from Cuba. Yeah, he was saying that. He, that was uh, odd. He sent me a photo of the... Uh, some it, cigar gift he got. He's all excited. Yeah, uh, Cohiba he got. Acting like it's some... Uh, mm-hmm. he, he found, like, the Holy Grail or something. He was all excited last night sending over a text. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hot coffee. <laughs> I thought he really dug the joke, but maybe not. Uh, yeah, so I, people won the prizes from last week. I don't know who... The, I don't remember who they are. Yes, But I, they're somewhere. I don't know off the top of my head either. Yeah, um... Some guy from Massachusetts won the caption contest. That yeah, part I remember. We'll go over it in part two. We'll go over it in part two if we ever find out what's actually happening. Right. But, uh, yeah, so. He's got his in-laws in town, so he's all stressed out. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know why. I told him, yeah, I said, you know, have your in-law make us some breakfast. Tell her to make it stat and bring it on over. He acted like it was like, no, are you kidding me? That's what moms do. Moms like to feed you. My mom used to come to town and cook for all my friends. Yeah, it no, happens. No. Maybe, no, yeah, maybe. No. Did Lavanda like? Did she like feeding the kids growing up? Oh yeah, yeah. She's, well, she's a tremendous cook. Well, she's from a she's a farm girl. So yeah, I mean that's what moms do. They cook. That's what they do for their kids. <laughs> Anyways, well, thanks for joining us. We're excited to have you here today. Um, I was a friend of the KMA Talk Radio. I just got back from a trip to Cuba. We're going to go uh, in depth about that and see how retirement's been treating you. How has retirement been treating you? Good, good. Yeah, are you, yeah. Are you, a lot of guys, especially at your level, have a hard time toning it down. Yeah, it took me a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, but I, so I guess really you're, you're enjoying retirement. Yeah. The only thing, the only thing is, I still get up the same time I did when I worked. I, yeah. So like five thirty, five thirty-one every morning, I'm up, and then you know, like on. Going on a trip or something, you know, like Lavanda doesn't get up for like two and a half more hours, so. But uh, whatever. But you probably go to bed the same time. No, like I'm, I, I've been going to sleep like uh, 11 30, 12 o'clock at night. What's that in relation? Is that what you used to normally? You used to go to sleep earlier. Yeah, I used to go to sleep about a half hour early. Yeah, same time, <laughs> same time. Are you still making things out of wood? Yeah, 
What's yeah. the, the current project? Well, no current project because I'm, you know, down here in Florida, I don't have my workshop. Up, right. Up north, I have, like, every kind of machine under the sun. What's the last thing you made? Oh, it was, um, it was a table that was a copy of a Victorian um, brick path. So it's a table. Oh, wow. It's a table that's made out of little wood parts, and there's over two thousand of them in there. You know, making this design that's a copy of a a brick path that's in front of some Victorian house in England. You find it peaceful, relaxing. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. So when, once uh, I've always been like. Uh, Maybe, I don't know what you call it, obsessive, compulsive, whatever. Once I start something, yeah. I ha- I don't make projects, you know, that take forever. It's like I just keep going until it's, it's over. It's done. Now, you so know. sometimes I could be on the sofa, you know, like for 30 hours in a row. It's amazing I still have all my fingers. <laughs> you ever come close? Do you ever get close to just shaving off, and all of a sudden you stop yourself and be like, "Whoa, no, I need to take but, a break." But I've had, you know, I've had like a drill bounce out of something and into my hand, that type of thing. Wow. Ugh. Are you um, are you still following the industry at all? Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I can't keep track of all these brands. I mean, it's, Isn't it amazing? There's, there's like five new brands every day. Do you watch this uh, or this um, thing called Half Wheel? Yeah. And every morning it's like, you know. The, a page full of new brands. Yeah, they're just launching cigars one after another. Which I find mind-blowing because I think they're making more brands now than they were before the, oh, absolutely. the FDA regulation yeah. new brands. And it's murder for retailers because in some sense you're forced to take in a number of these brands. And then, you know, they have a lifespan of like three hours. And now you got to get rid of them. So, it is. You know, you have like, the, you can't concentrate your inventory into any major numbers because you have to carry all this stuff. I think that's the understatement of the decade is it has a lifespan of three hours. I, I mean, it, that it, That's really well stated. It's become almost virtually impossible. You mean it's less than three hours? Maybe. <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. For, for some brands it might be, but... Yeah, it's made it virtually hard to build a lifetime brand anymore, almost virtually impossible. It's well, and this is, um, you know, a hesitation on the part of the retailer because the guy comes in that's selling him a brand that actually sells, and then he wants to foist this new stuff on him. Right. Uh, and there's just so much shelf space in a store, so you can't, you know, you can't, you, you, try, th- you try to make everybody happy. This from the guy who had the warehouses of everything. Well, yeah, but I think it's the first time I heard anybody use the word foist. <laughs> yeah, foist is a good word. It's a great. Did you just get that from the? Um... No, I'm from Brooklyn. It used to be feist. It was <laughs> because yeah. I first heard it on. Um, oh, I'm blanking out here. A show, foisted. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, Why am I blanking out? Because it just it just. Uh, Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, enthusiasm. What's yeah. the name of the guy? Larry, Larry David. David. Larry David. Yeah. He had a whole episode about explaining what foisting was. And he oh, foisted. is that right? I just heard it like a year ago. You're the first person I've heard use that word. Now I use it all the time. I need to yeah. voice that person what? or voice that thing. Voice that. That's funny. What? Didn't know that. Too. I didn't. I didn't know that was an actual like used yeah. word. I thought that was like something they created for the show. Yeah, you know, you develop a relationship with these salespeople after a period of time, and it's hard to say no. Well, we're gonna go to the winners. We're gonna get some winners, announce the winners from last week's contest after the break, and uh, talk more with Lou Rothman about uh, his trip to Cuba and some other things right after the break. This is KMA Talk Radio. We are broadcasting live. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. Bold and complex. 
That is the new Romeo San Andres by Romeo Julieta. Using the very best San Andres wrapper leaf available in the market, Rafael Nadal and AJ Fernandez collaborated together to create a new standard among San Andres cigars. Medium to full-bodied, this cigar is bountiful in both flavor and aroma. Available nationally for the first time, Romeo San Andres is a cigar you do not want to miss. Make sure to get one today at your local tobacconist. Romeo San Andres by Romeo Julieta. Cigar Enthusiasts. Did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella cigars. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers, from the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Serie V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you, so always ask for Oliva. An unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. The recently released Perdomo Double-Aged 12-Year Vintage is an extremely rare blend of Perdomo's finest and most cherished 12-year-old fillers, binders, and wrappers. Bale-aged for 10 years and then barrel-aged in bourbon barrels for an additional two years, these exquisite Nicaraguan tobaccos are bursting with rich, complex flavors. Offered in Connecticut, Sun-Grown, or Maduro, available at only 250 authorized tobacconists worldwide, the Perdomo Double-Aged 12-Year Vintage is a must-have for every cigar enthusiast. Monte Cristo has set the standard once again, turning back the hands of time by utilizing a long-forgotten, unique aging process that harmonizes the flavors of the wrapper binder and filler with the use of small pilones. Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured is an exquisite cigar you must try now. Available nationally for the first time, Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured features a 2006 Nicaraguan Rosado Oscuro wrapper that is both beautiful and distinctive. This cigar is a masterpiece no one should miss. Make sure you get one today at your local tobacconist. Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured. Nat Sherman is the leading American luxury brand in premium cigars. From the classic range of the Metropolitan and Host selections to the transformative Timeless Collection, their elegant sterling and limited edition offerings, or the bold and commemorative 1930 blend Andy Polka, everyone has the opportunity to enjoy a Nat Sherman experience. Family owned and operated since 1930, Nat Sherman's tradition of innovation and commitment to excellence reminds us why America's Nat Sherman brand is known as tobacconist to the world. Welcome back 
You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live on this, the 7th of April. I'm Adam K., the brewmaster. With me, of course, Honest Abe. Good morning. And our special guest today, Mr. Lou Rothman himself. Yep. Welcome. Thank you for being back once again. Uh, Rick Green just cried on the air because he thinks we have too many commercials. They're only 30-second spots. It was two minutes worth of commercials. So, just wanted to say. I'd if you would like to sponsor the right, entire yeah, KMA right. Talk Radio show. <laughs> too many commercials. Oh, no. We will happily allow it and, keep it, and was, get rid of the commercials. When we're at ZZR, dude, they do eight-minute breaks. Like eight minute commercial breaks. How do you tune out for eight minutes to come back in? That's insane. Eight ten minutes. Well, you ever watch some of these channels like Sci Fi or whatever? I mean, it's like more than half commercials. I'm going to tell you something. I accidentally got entrapped in watching an episode of Doctor Phil once. <laughs> it was like I don't know what it was, but like I, I, I was flipping through the channel, and the topic caught me, and then I got caught in. I actually ended up finishing that one episode. It was the first and last episode I've ever seen of Dr. Phil. But I'm not lying. There was a commercial like every three minutes. I'm like, oh, my God, the guy got two sentences out. And he's going back to a commercial. I've never seen that in my life. And I don't know if it was that one episode or whatever, but I couldn't believe it. It was literally like I don't think he had five minutes of airtime before he went to a break. I'm not being a Dr. Phil episode. I can't tell you if that's a fluke or a yeah, irregularity. Just odd. Just very you know what I hate now? They, oh, look who's here. These... Uh... I can't hear you, though, so I can just talk. Oh, okay. It's you know, better this way. There's a set of headphones here in the studio. Oh, well, the, Errol, I think, was grabbing me one. But <laughs> do they come back from break, and they do, like, a quick, like, 10-second, like, spurt of a show, like, coming up, see what happens to blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. It's like a tease. And then they go to break yeah, again. it's a tease. And then they don't come back to that until another five minutes after they come back. Exactly. It's That's like a double break. Thing. Yeah. So, listen, we, uh, we got some winners from last yes. week. Why don't we... Uh... Every week here at KMA Talk Radio, we like to give the great things away. We are givers. Our good friends over at Zycar give away the Zycar Caption Contest of the Week. Congratulations to Matt Lapore of Fall River, Massachusetts. He took home last week's Zycar Humidity Pack. Nice. If you'd like to take home a high-performance burnout ashtray from our good friends over at Zycar, just head over to the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page and post your best caption on this week's photo. Well, it's a selfie fail. Oh, that is pretty funny. It took me a while to catch it. Let me show it to Lou because it took me a while to figure out what was wrong with the photo. Take a look at that nice selfie this young lady took of herself. Oh yeah, very nice. Yeah, she didn't she didn't realize, but look at her reflection in the mirror when you get a chance. See if you can see what happened that she didn't catch. That's gonna be pretty funny. I got a feeling there's going to be a lot of um, butt bum and um, intercourse references possibly yeah. going in with this. Yeah, it'll so be interesting. Maybe she did know it. <laughs> you know what? Maybe she did. Maybe that's how you become a winner. <laughs> Abe said that yesterday, Lou. He's like, "Is it is that on purpose?" Hey. Great minds think alike. <laughs> oh wow, that's, that's that was a compliment right there. <laughs> wow. Uh, also, every week here is KMA Talk Radio. We like to give away the five pack of Recluse cigars from our good friends over at Recluse in the KMA Recluse Poll of the Week. Last week we asked you real eggs or plastic eggs for the egg hunt Easter morning. Forty percent of you said plastic eggs filled with candy because, well, why not? Twenty-five <laughs> percent of you said whatever it takes to keep the kids busy enough for me to smoke my morning cigar and not be bothered on a Sunday. Eighteen uh percent -huh. said plastic eggs filled with money. I'd like to go to their, that house. And fifteen uh, percent of you said real eggs. It's more authentic. And who are you weirdos coloring eggs? My my Easter Anybody, Bunny did both candy and money. Anybody with kids? We, well, hold on. We did both candy and money. You did. Okay. Well, I mean, because candy's like the runner-up consolation prize. 
and you you know like they all gathered them, I and maybe like my kids had like ten that had candy in it, like yeah. one that had money in it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah that's what we did. But we pulled the money in a basket, and, and most of it was change, like a dollar and like oh, a no, bunch I, of change. We got one egg with a twenty dollar bill. No, out there. oh yeah, oh wow. Those kids were, and it was the last one they found. I hit it real good. That's different time. Oh yeah. Man. You mean the Easter Bunny hit it? No, I hit it. <laughs> Understood. Yes. Congratulations to Greg Gerjol of Illinois. He won last week's poll, and he's getting a five-pack of recluse cigars in the mail. This week's poll question, do you wash new clothes before you wear them? Is this even a thing? Of course it is. He does it. Do you you wash clothes, new clothes before you wear them? Vonda does. But do you care? No. Yeah, me neither. I've walked into stores and just put something on. Ripped out the tag in the dressing really? room. Yeah. yeah, I don't even wash them after I wear. Them. <laughs> that's, that's that's one of our options, Lou. <laughs> that's actually one of the options on the poll. <laughs> yes, of course. Who knows who has worn them before me? How would some? How would, because they, they try, you try it out in the store. Yeah, but if I also bought something that literally came in a bag, let like me, pre-made, me, like a shirt that I need to iron. Yeah, I mean, do you use a do you use a public restroom? Yes, I don't listen. I'm telling you this. When I buy, like, I mean, I don't do the laundry in my house, but when I buy, like, underwear. I'll like take it out because I buy cheap underwear, obviously. So I take it out. I take it out of the package. I throw it in the. I throw it in the laundry and let her wash it first. But when I buy like a shirt, like a button down or something, I'll wear that because I don't care. But if it's touching my skin, I don't know. Something feels weird about taking it from the store and wearing it. So, so let me let me get this straight. Like when you're traveling. And say you bought a pack of, like, three-pack of underwear and you stuffed it in your suitcase. I don't do that, but okay. But okay. you think that someone's tried that on? Uh, that so, so if you haven't noticed, see, you probably buy, like, expensive underwear. I don't know. Like, when you buy, like, Fruit of the Loom and stuff now in Hanes, they actually have uh, Ziploc tops now. It's not a uh, – it's not sealed. Okay, even they have, what do you think they're <laughs> trying them on in the store, dude? I know for plenty of friends that have worked in retail. I've worked in retail in the jewelry trade. Like people do weird stuff in stores, man. So I'd you, rather be safe than sorry. You think somebody's walking up to the dressing room with a pack <laughs> of underwear? They might be. Okay. Uh, <laughs> number two, no, that's insane. Who cares? Uh, I don't wash clothes; it fades the colors. <laughs> or I couldn't tell you. My spouse assistant takes care of that. Spouse slash assistant. The spouse and the assistant are not the same thing. Don't get me in trouble, man. Now, now you weren't here for the the first part of the show. What you Lou just got back from Cuba. Your in laws were in Cuba. They, what, I think what, they what, may have been on the same cruise as Lou. They were Lou. Just they, discussing that. They got back yesterday. I think. Uh, I think it was yesterday that they got they they got it went into Miami. And no, he's drove been up. back for a bit. Oh, you've been back for a while. Okay. Yeah, we got a lot back last week. Oh, okay, but it may have been the same cruise that you're talking about. It went to like the, it went to Key West. Uh, the Bahamas and then Cuba. No. Oh well then. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Well then, it's not the same one. No, ours, ours went right to Cuba. Ball. Ours went to Cuba, and then it was supposed to go to uh, some private island they own, but the the sea was too rough to get uh, there. Oh, okay. So instead, we just had to vegetate on the boat for while. Isn't it the worst when you get locked circles. down on the boat? I yeah. hate that. Yeah. Is it bad? Especially that boat. I oh, mean, it wasn't like a big fancy boat or. It's a it's a big boat, but my wife characterized the the food on there. You know, it's a Norwegian yeah. line. So she calls it Norwegian high school cafeteria food. <laughs> <laughs> they they did say the same thing that the food on the boat wasn't that great. So maybe it was a variation of what you did. But. Now, now they just they just went to Cuba because it was just a port of call on their cruise. Yeah, but they want. They, I mean, they picked this cruise because he wanted to go to my my stepfather in law wanted to go to Cuba. What I mean, did, he's a big cigar guy and. 
Wow, stepfather-in-law. Took me a moment to grasp that. Sorry, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah stepfather-in-law. Okay. Um, what did they say? What did they have to say about Cuba? So did he marry his stepmother-in-law? Hey, I, <laughs> <laughs> my, my wife's stepdad. Fa- stepdad. It's Why my don't you call him father-in-law? Because I have a father-in-law, too, so it's weird. Like, her father's still around. He's just married to someone else. Wow. That's inconceivable. Is that really a word, oh stepfather-in-law? I don't know. I made it up. I don't okay. know. I feel like he and I had a conversation about this like a week or two ago, and he was trying to figure out is it the, what is the best way to really say that. And I don't know how do you shorten that. Or can it just be you have two father-in-laws? <laughs> I just say Colin that. asked if we had the conversation at the Whole Foods bar. No, Colin. <laughs> Not yet, <laughs> but soon. <laughs> we have this thing I make fun of on the show. I don't understand the culture of the people who go to hang out at a Whole Foods bar. If you wanted to go to the bar, why would you go to a Whole Foods? They have a Whole Foods bar? Yeah, yeah every Whole Foods has a bar. Not all of them. Not all no. of them. Uh, well, here, Jersey I most first on KMA yeah. Talk Radio. And, and this guy's one of those guys who hangs out. But Lou, the he bar. doesn't they have a great beer selection. But he doesn't go shop. Like I'll go. I've been to the bar because my wife goes shopping, and I go with her, and I sit at the bar, and I drink a beer while she's shopping. He goes just to go to the bar at Whole Foods because I wanted to get a beer. <laughs> And they have a good beer selection. <laughs> I like. I, they, I think they have a great meat department. But, but other than that, you can't find anything you ever heard of in the store. No, <laughs> and, and it's you know I grew up in the grocery business, literally my family. So honestly, there's like a psychological order where you kind of can walk into any grocery store and kind of know where it is. Dairy's going to be on one side of the building, the produce is going to be on the other. Yeah. You see, Man, you walk into Whole Foods, you're lost. No, they do that on purpose, I think, right? To get you lost. I have no idea where well, anything they, is. They do that at Costco. If we if we food shop at Whole Foods, it's like $100 more than what we oh, would yeah. normally spend. We had like a $150 taco night, and it was awful. Oh, yeah, you mentioned And that. it was awful. The arrow, the, the, net, the aisles are very skinny. Yep. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That's because nobody shops there, you know. <laughs> Obviously. They have yes. good fresh fish, though. And here we're going to give you the latest topics, news, and information on KMA Talk Radio about all the shopping experiences you could possibly want to hear about. It's the best. <laughs> this is what we're here for. This is why you come <laughs> to KMA Talk Radio to hear us talk about grocery sure. shopping. We have to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to have more with Lou Roth and find all about his trip to Cuba and what else is going on. One of the most interesting men in the cigar world. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella Cigars. If you had to pack a go-bag, what would go in it? For Pepe Mendez, it was his rare Pilotico tobacco seeds, which he personally carried to the Dominican Republic half a century ago. In tribute, we introduced the Monte Cristo Pilotico Pepe Mendez, a robust cigar with nutty, leathery notes and a slow burn that marks the rebirth of a golden age. Try the new Monte Cristo at your local cigar lounge, and you may want to pack one to go, too. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. Make sure you try all of Caldwell's lines, including Long Live the King, Blind Man's Bluff, and Eastern Standard, which were all awarded 91 ratings by Cigar Affectionado and Cigar Snob. Do not forget the 93-rated King is Dead, which earned a spot in the top 25 cigars of the year last year by Cigar Affectionado. You can find more information by following Caldwell Cigar Company on Facebook. If you're not running with us, run from us. We own the night. Caldwell Cigar Company. 
Cigar Enthusiasts Did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only non-profit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. Hoya de Nicaragua proudly announces the release of Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial, a carefully modified recipe containing a unique and exceptional selection of barrel-aged grade-A fillers and a beautiful silky-shade-grown Habano wrapper. From the legendary Jalapa Valley, producing small quantities, this exceptional medium to full-bodied cigar will continue to captivate consumers with its rich Nicaraguan complexity, subtle woody and sweet flavors, and a velvety finish. Try a Cuatro Cinco Reserva Especial today. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Carrojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. CLE Cigar Company presents CLE Cigars, Eroa Cigars, and Asylum Cigars. With four generations and over 120 years of experience in tobacco, from seed to smoke, these cigars are produced in Honduras and Nicaragua with the utmost care and precision possible. CLE Cigar Company introduces a vast array of tobaccos in various sizes to bring the highest quality of premium tobacco direct for your enjoyment. Visit CLECigars.com for more information. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. We are broadcasting live. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. With me, of course, Masters Aficionado Honesty. Good morning. Hello, hello. And we are here talking with Lou Rothen today, formerly of JR Cigars. Man, the myth, the legend. Always We're, something to talk about. So you bought, I see you bought some cigars with you yeah. back from your trip. You want to tell us where, where well, these are from the trip, these are yeah, not. Yeah, no, this is just, I just wanted you to see these cigars because it, it, it's something very unique. This is a cigar where the factory, Noxa, they own the, the farm. They they grew all the tobacco. Everything that's there was is controlled by the factory. It's the f- first cigar I know of where everything from soup to nuts. So the factory's actually making the finished product. Yeah, because it, you know, it, uh, acquiring the raw materials to keep the cigar some something the same all the time mm-hmm. is virtually impossible. So the only way to do it is to do everything yourself, and so. You know, it's like the first time ever we just decided to make a cigar where you could just keep making the same cigar indefinitely. 
and see where it goes. But so far, it's it's at. Uh, now, is is Natsa selling this? Or yeah, Natsa. Uh, they're yeah they they bring it in through uh, Oliva Tobacco, and uh, and it's distributed by Jr. and Santa Clara or anybody else that wants to buy this thing. Right, right. Interesting. Yeah, I just brought it. I just grabbed it on the way out. It's called Farm to Factory. Yeah, I'm gonna put a picture of the cigar up here so Paul can have our listeners get you a nice little shot of that in there. There you go. And now tell us. Now, what I was a little surprised. I was talking to you before we started the show. I just made an assumption because Paul actually asked me at one point. You know, was this your first time to Cuba? I said, well, probably, most likely not, but it was. Yeah, yeah. And I'm kind of shocked because you kind of been everywhere and done everything. What took you so long to get down to Cuba? It well, just seemed yeah. like it'd be something you would have done by now. In many years of writing the catalog, you know, I wrote some things that weren't too complimentary, and, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if I could go there and come back. <laughs> But, you, uh, you might have been on a hit list somewhere. Yeah. Castro might have had a poster of you with, yeah, a, with a big mark. I used it. to check my back door here. You, know, you never know. That's funny. Eliminating. <laughs> so, but obviously you were very comfortable being down there. Uh, yeah, because the, the company that bought our company, you know, owns half of Cuba Tobacco. Yes. And uh, the guy who's on the, one of the people on the board of directors is uh, Fernando Dominguez. Uh, of Imperial. Of, of Imperial. Yes. Yeah, he was formally out of this. Uh, I had I had let him know that I was going to go to Cuba, and then he got a hold of this guy, uh, Luis Hargundi, and uh, he's the guy running Cuba Tobacco, but he used to be the accountant that came to our office every three months, you know, to go for numbers and stuff, so I knew him pretty well, and uh, he arranged for uh, somebody from his office and a car and a driver to take us around and, you know, get a have the guy who runs the Upman factory take us to places where normally tourists would never go. And, ah, that's cool. And, yeah, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was really good. I mean, without, without that guy, it would have been a little rough getting around. So, so what was one of the most surprising things from your experience of going down there that you really didn't expect? I didn't feel like I was in a totalitarian country. I mean, really? the people people seem <laughs> it's, it's, it'd be like being on the streets of New York or being on the streets of some historic town. But uh, you know, a lot of old cars. Uh, I, I just I I never felt like I was being watched or anything. Right. The only thing is getting into the country is a son of a bitch. I mean, you got to come. You got to. You got to. I think if you're going to go there, you should go on a plane. This when you get off a plane, there's what 150, 200 people. Right. You get off a boat with 1,900 people it going through oh, immigration. Yeah. With there were three people <laughs> for immigration. Wow. You know? So now 1,900 people have to go there. We were online for two and a half hours. Wow. Oh. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. So if I ever went, if I ever went there again, I'd fly. Would you go again? Yeah, I would. Yeah. I would. Is there anything you wanted to see that you didn't get to this time? Yeah, out out to, out to the farms, uh, you know, because I'm more familiar. I'm pretty familiar with that from going around with John Oliva to right. God knows how many fact the farms. You I just want to be clear when he's mentioning Oliva on the air. He's mentioning the Oliva farm growing family. Yeah, yeah. raised tobacco, not, not, right, the, not yeah. the Oliva not cigar the Oliva cigar brand. Yeah, okay. so Oliva right. tobacco, yeah. Tampa. As we've yeah. mentioned a couple, they, we've, okay, that, sure, that, sure. That that uh, that's come up a couple times on the show. Yeah, I mean that's they're they're. They're like the best. They've been around since 1934. Oh. They brought in the last crop of Cuban tobacco. They bought 
everything in Cuba, and they brought in the last crop and then divided it up amongst their customers so that you know people could con- continue to make uh, clear Havana cigars in Tampa for a couple of years. Yeah, and clear Havana cigars were cigars were made here in the U.S. But okay. mostly machine made. But all Havana. But it was all Cuban tobacco. All Cuban tobacco. Right. Yeah, they, yeah, I mean most of the cigars here were Cuban tobaccos. Before right. the embargo, most all cigars being made. Well, other than the Cuban and Jamaican cigars, everything that was here was machine made. But they, you know, they were great cigars because they were made on <clears throat> machines that worked a lot slower than the stuff that. Now they yeah. yeah, it's it's like. Yeah. So, like when when you say machines, Lou, like we the the Newmans have been on before, like those types of machines where like they have to manufacture parts for them now because nobody makes them. Yeah, like those big metal. Uh, yeah, those are those old AMF machines, but those are short filler machines. Okay, like what what was made mainly in Tampa were, were long filler, old tobacco cigars. That's those are short filler homogenized binder cigars. Okay, okay. Well, no. like like Bering Plaza, which was a big seller when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was a Candela wrapped cigar, six by forty-two, and they were selling seven million a year. <laughs> now, seven million Bering Plazas—that is probably greater than the production of any brand I can think of, other than maybe Macanudo. You know, is from the DR. Right. I don't think anybody's making more than seven million in one brand. That's a lot. That's yeah. something we wow. could. Uh, that'd be an interesting pull. Or an interesting question to find out, or just for numerical purposes. Now, now I heard once, um, and that's just one size of one, brand. right? Just one skew. You're talking one right. skew, yeah, yeah, because wow. yeah, it was bearing Coronados, bearing Fads, bearing bearing Corona Grands, so it was bearing Imperials. The first cigar in a metal tube. You probably seen a lot of that. <laughs> Bearing, bearing was still being sold in brick and mortars when I first got in the business. I mean, I, I, you seldom find it. What's nowadays. that like 20, 20 there, years ago? They're still, yeah. they're still being no, made still and being sold, sold today. but you don't see it as, as much in, in brick and mortars. I, when I've I never, I've never heard of them. It, it's it's become a, mostly a catalog cigar brand. How depressing! Is, I know the owners of the Bearing brand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's kind of. You know who owns the Bearing brand? No. Me and that's. <laughs> <laughs> Me and of course Nestor, you do. Me and Esther Placencia. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I think at some point you, almost, you owned a lot of, I mean, I mean, there wasn't a brand you got. Oh, Lou owns that brand. Lou owns that name, that brand. Right. We always hear that, that yeah. Lou owns that name. Yeah, we well. owned 89 brands. There you have it. Now, I tell you what, before I actually had the, 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 the pleasure and the, and the fortune of getting to know Lou on a personal level, it's, he's actually somebody I studied and I read about and I admired a lot of his things. And we're talking about Cuban cigars here. And didn't you one time, and I, you could clarify the year because I'm probably going way back, but wrote in your catalog that if you sent $200 in. Yes. Listen to this. If you send us $200, what year was this? Oh, wait. I think this was the first. Uh, oh. Let me think for a minute. I would say it's uh, maybe 1996. Okay. So 1996. Okay. okay. If you send us $200. Yeah. We'll put you on top of our waiting list for when Cuba opens up. Right, right, okay. And you'll be the first customers to get a cigar. <laughs> now, when you when you conceived of this idea, did you think you were going to get a overflow of people? Or you think ah, maybe ten guys? I might get ten guys who will send me a check. I thought we'd get you know a thousand or so. And how many did you end up getting? Do you remember? Uh, I think. Closer to 2,000. Oh 2,000 people. Oh and I, I know you're not involved in the company anymore. I'm just curious. Is that list still at exists? At your time of departure, <laughs> how much of those 2,000 people? None. No, we, we sent them. 
my my previous CFO who who passed away before, I guess about um, maybe about two thousand and two. We returned all the money to people. Okay. okay, so so. But we had used the money theoretically interest free for know. six years. Yeah. yeah. Now, was there a reason why you did you did you really think that it was on the cusp of opening up that you did this, or was it just a marketing ploy? No, well, it's just messing around. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then and then your CFO said, "Enough's enough. Let's get these guys their money's back." I wonder how many of them said, "Oh, I forgot all about this two hundred dollars." Yeah, I did. You know. Every now and then, stuff would just come out, you know, like I made a brand called Florida Baloney, <laughs> another one called Corona Unknowna. <laughs> but, you know, I, what, what happened is I had to write this. Imagine if you were in school and you had to have a term paper due every 30 days, which essentially was our catalog. It's pressure. So, like, on the th- night of the 30th day or the ne- next day even, I would write the whole catalog. Wow. <laughs> just, just blast it out. And how long in, do you, were you writing the catalog up until you were, I mean, at some point, you, yeah. You, yeah. but you enjoyed that. Yeah. That was an yeah, outlet yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah, no, I, I, I did like it. I just didn't like having the due date. Right. It was a, that's pressure every month, man. That's a lot. We, you know, that's, it really is. And how many pages was your catalog, roughly? Well, at the end, it was 144. Oh, yeah. Oh it's like writing a little novella. You know, but the, the only difference between our catalog and other catalogs is that I always pictured every cigar exactly the size it was. To scale. So, so even though it sounds like a lot of pages, it's not, uh, you know, if you look at a Thompson catalog or whatever, all these tiny little squares, right. you don't actually see what the hell you're buying. Right. I always felt it's a... You know, if I was trying to sell this, I want to have a picture of one of these. So that would be to scale on a page. Yeah. Yeah. Now, since we're talking about the catalog, when you, right when you left and retired, how many catalogs were you sending out a month? That's a secret. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I, I was going to keep quiet. I wasn't sure he was going to answer that one. Uh, yeah, because, you know, the people who bought our company, you know, they, they treated me nicely. As I've never done anything to to reveal any of their business or harm them in any way or take any business away from them. I mean, I've had many offers, you know, to go into business again or go into the mail order business. It's kind of common. It's happened. Some of your yeah. co-part, you know, guys who are in the industry along your level who have sold their companies have found their way to get back hey, in. Yeah, hey, here's how we did it. Yeah, Keith Meyer, you know, yeah. he's got, yeah. he's selling cigars again. Yep. and uh, Christian Aroha, yep. I mean, they sold their company, went right back right, into right back business. Yeah, it's common. You know, I was, uh, I th- Ernesto Perez Carrillo. Yep. yep. Yeah. I was going to say the only person I really know, even though they didn't make cigars, they had brands, but who kind of got out and disappeared like completely. Like, you don't even see him at a trade show. It was Tim Osinger from CAO. Yeah, yeah. That guy got out and just vanished. I mean, literally just vanished but, from the cigar industry. we street. had him on the show. No, we yeah. had him yeah. where, where you've been, and it's because I have a good relationship with him. Yeah. I reached out to him and said, hey, would you like to come on the show? We'd like to know what you've been up to. And he's like, oh, really? But, you want me? Yeah, but I mean, he's like <laughs> he's like vanished. I that mean, was a very nice family. Connell was nice Kano, guy. great people. Really, really nice. Uh, I had the pleasure of interacting with them really early on in my career, like like literally like in the first year of my career. And... Um, he was one of the nicest guys I had the pleasure of dealing with. He you really ought to was. try and get Joel or Billy or Larry Sherman on. You know, just give him a call. <laughs> well, maybe you can help us do that. Sure. Some yeah. of these guys aren't that attainable for me, but yeah, we'd love to have some of these guys. Some of these guys got great history. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We are here on KMA Talk Radio, but we are broadcasting live. We're going to take a short break when we come back more with Lou Rothman, and we'll see what's in the news this week. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Mike Bellady has collaborated with industry legends Don Pepin Garcia, Manuel Quesada, and Ernesto Perez Carrillo to make some of the industry's most highly touted cigars. Through his company, MLB Cigars, Mike brings you four incredible and unique blends. Imperia, Imperia Islero, Imperia Aventador, and the David P. Ehrlich Tremont. MLB Cigars are made with the best minds in the industry. Visit us at MLBCigarVentures.com and follow us on social media. Imperia and David P. Ehrlich Cigars. Developed by legends, smoked by connoisseurs. Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and I'd like to invite you to try one of our Decade Cigars. This premier cigar received a 95 rating from Cigar Aficionado, one of the highest ratings ever afforded by that magazine. It's a beautiful Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper with fillers from Nicaragua and Honduras. This cigar is medium to full-bodied, rich, complex, yet elegant and well-balanced. I promise you, you're going to love the Decade. Try it. When Dominican passion, artistry, and skill combine with 114 years of family legacy, you don't just have a cigar. You have the cigar. Whether you love the mild, flavorful La Aurora 1987 Connecticut, the spicy 1962 Corojo, or the always smooth, sweet La Aurora 1903 Cameroon, you aren't just enjoying a part of history. You're lighting your own legacy, flavor, value, family. Be a part of something. Look to the lion. Smoke La Aurora. We are Dominican defined. Congratulations, champ, on winning your exhibition fight. What are you going to do to celebrate? I'm going to smoke one of these amazing Leaf by Oscar cigars. You mean Leaf by Oscar? That's what I said, Leaf by Oscar. It's called Leaf by Oscar. And yes, they are amazing cigars. See, now you're making me mad. I just want to enjoy my Leaf by Oscar cigar, but you're making fun of me. It's called Leaf by Oscar. That's two knockouts. Now I get to smoke two Leaf by Oscar cigars. That's Leaf by Oscar. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Corojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. To Affinity and beyond. That is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. Insurance companies have a very unique business model that the general public doesn't understand. Insurance companies make profit only one way, taking in premiums and paying out less on claims than they take in premiums. In doing this, they oftentimes deny legitimate people with viable claims fair compensation. 
We know accidents happen. They happen every day. The good thing about insurance is it helps people do the right thing when they've caused accidents. You know, if I cause an accident, the first thing I want to do is make sure the person is okay, the, per- the person's taken care of. Insurance gives us the ability to do the right thing. Unfortunately, the insurance company uh, treats people like statistics instead of human beings. And that's why you need an experienced attorney to make sure the insurance company does the right thing. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. Hi, this is Lou Rothman, and Abe's asked me to tell you that for just $9.95, you can get 20 episodes with free shipping. And because I'm a discounter, if you order today, it'll just be $7.95. <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. We found, a, we found an on old audio soundbite you made for us a while back. Ah. <laughs> we are, uh, this is I'm Advocate of Brewmeister with me, of course, Honest Abe, and we are here talking with Lou Rothman, old friend of the program. Lou, thanks for being here once again, hey. for enlightening us with your tales of Cuba. Now, did you get it? Did you get a lot of cigars when you were in Cuba? Uh, yeah, I bought some cigars. Uh, the guy who runs the factory made a bunch of cigars for me. I gave Abe some here. Now, th- he made these for you, yeah. like, while you were yeah. there. I mean, it's pretty wild. No, wow. he had made them. He had them on his desk. And, and he knew you were coming. Yeah. Yeah, wow. because, uh, you know. He, he, and how does the person who's now running Havana, I'm sure you got a chance to talk to him about it, what he's been do- up to, and how does he feel about the, whole, the state of Cuban tobacco? Well, I don't think that's his department. Everything, you know, it's a, it's the government. You know, the yeah. Cuba tobacco is owned by the government, right? And everything, everything is um, government com- subsidized, compartment, car- compartmentalized. For instance, I had saw some really neat boxes that I thought would be great for duty free sales, mm-hmm. and so I showed them to Andy Cossum, the guy you call box pressed. You know, he makes humidors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I showed them to He's Andy been on the show. Cossum. Yeah. yeah. And then I figured I'll take them down to Cuba and show them to the people running the factory. because they have all these duty-free stores. This could be a good item to pack five or ten cigars in. And so I showed them to the guy, and he said, like, even though he's running the factory, nothing to do with the packaging. You know, that's... Somebody else. That's all somebody else. And then I looked at some of the stuff that they were doing uh, you know, a lot of the packaging's made in China now. Even though they pay, you know, very, very little money, it's still more cost-effective and probably better looking to make it in China. It is. That's that's actually a trend. And, and the wood's just getting too expensive. Well, China has... Everything is cut with lasers. I mean, the, the boxes are perfect. Precision. Every one of them is perfect. Yeah. Which, you know, you can't... Huh. It's not possible with wood and saws and... The, they're making them at plastic MDF, and they make the MDF look like wood. Yeah, it's material. It's true. Well, yeah, because they can coat it with paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it looks yeah. like wood. Look, they got a wood finish. Yeah. Now, when you were down there, obviously you've been in a million factories your whole life. You've been in, you've had been involved in factories. Was there something that you were a little surprised to see them doing down there? Uh, well, as I said, they treated me very nice, so I don't want to say anything derogatory. But I was surprised to see things they weren't doing. Okay. And, and, that's and I'm not going to... Don't want to get in depth. Yeah, yet. I don't want to go into that. He wants to go back. <laughs> well... He, he wants to make sure he doesn't check his back door at night. No, when I, when, I, when, I talked, you know, when I talked to some of the head guys, then I'll tell them what I saw. 
And, right. And you know, they can maybe make some adjustments. Maybe maybe they will. Maybe they won't. I don't know. Uh, but I went down there with Mark Goldman uh, from the House of Oxford. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that? Yeah, we were here. Noise. We were here. Uh, <laughs> so I, I was with Mark Goldman from the House of Oxford, and he noticed the same things I was noticing. Wow. Uh, a differential. Let, let me just say that I think the cigars are being made in, in Nicaragua and Honduras and the Dominican Republic are the equal of any cigars, not only anywhere, but in any era. I mean, these... Not today's cigars. Today's cigars. Right. I, I mean, agree with that. I completely agree with that statement. Some, I've said it. Some of the cigars are absolutely spectacular works of art. Yeah. They cost too much, but... <laughs> yeah, but you're right. I, I, I've said it, I've said it for a while there. I mean, it's... it's, it's uh, you know, I think it took a while for a few things for people to figure out the region, figure out the soil. I think it takes a while for soil to get to the right composition, but I think the more you use it over years, they figure it out. But I think they're making cigars out of Central America and Honduras and Nicaragua better than any any era. I agree with yeah, that. Yeah, it's not just the materials. It's the craftsmanship yep. that's tremendous also. And, and you know, I think the advent of this machine, I call it a draw master because that's what Consolidated Cigar called it when they first made this thing. And yeah, Consolidated a, was the old, yeah, altitist. Right, yeah. it's a suction device. And, uh, you know, you don't get, you just don't get plugged cigars anymore. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, I mean look, I, I remember going to an, uh, uh, the, um, the Tobacolera de Garcia the Altus factory one year, and, and it had, I, mean, I mean, look, I've seen a few factories, but this room is, like, enormous. And, like, they had three draw testers. I'm like, could they possibly put a... They don't... I mean, I assume they spot check it. No, every cigar gets Really? Every cigar? Right. It just seemed like there were so many rollers compared <clears throat> yeah. to the few machines in comparison. Even during the height of the boom, when, when Tobacco Lara de Garcia had three shifts of 5,000 people each. Imagine that. Yeah. There was still draw testing every single cigar. And the reason was that their prior history before, you know, before uh before the before they were bought out, uh they had these great brands but they were inferior cigars. Uh, I used to buy the seconds of Don Diego, H. Upman and whatnot. They were called La Insular. Uh just anything that was a second. Right. And the seconds were so prevalent that eventually, I just kept buying them because they were so cheap. Eventually, it collapsed my building. The second floor of my building collapsed because we just kept running. (laughs) We just kept running the cases up the conveyor belt and stacking them one next to the other floor to ceiling. And eventually, then we did the the ground floor the same way. And we had so many cigars (laughs) that... Uh, you know what a truss is, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the truss holds up the roof. But it's, so what happened is that the weight of of all this stuff, the sides of the building fell off. The wow. roof stayed on there. The second floor stayed on, but the second floor did not fall because the truss. No, because all the cigar cases were right up to the trusses. <laughs> <laughs> the cigar cases held it together. Right. Yeah, but that's wow. how many cigars that we had. I mean, you know. It, after we moved to North Carolina, then our inventory just got crazy. I mean, the insurance company made us put up stone walls with automatic doors that came down because we had so many cigars that 
if we had a fire, there was no way that any that the cigar factories could ever replace the amount of cigars. We had more cigars, I think, than all the stores in America put together. You know, just incredible quantities of it, stuff. It really is. Wow. Mind-boggling. Mind well, I always felt <clears throat> I could make more money buying cigars than I could by investing in anything because... I knew, I knew too, every huh? year they're going to increase the right. price. I mean, at the, at the worst, I would make 5%, but more more often I could make 10 or 15%. And you could always get rid of them if you needed to. Right, and people have this crazy idea that the older the cigar is, the better. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so Hey, these have been sitting around for 10 years, guys. <laughs> oh, yes. It's always great, but uh, we J- have to take another break. JR is still selling cigars that I bought like 15 years ago. That is ridiculous. Wow. Uh, we have we have to take a break. More with Lou and Coop when we come back. Keep it lit. Win a date with Adam K. the Brewmeister. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. A lot of people going to get hurt. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. KMA Talk Radio. Do you love delicious beer? Do you love delicious cigars? Well, we have the perfect cigar for you. The Quesada Keg, a savory Nicaraguan cigar draped in a beautiful Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper and packed in wooden barrels. The Quesada Keg was blended to pair with the traditional Irish stouts we all love to enjoy on St. Patrick's Day. Available in three tasty sizes. The Quesada Keg is available for a limited time only. So grab one today before they sell out. The Quesada Keg. The perfect cigar to pair with beer. The party's always rocking at Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club with drink and dinner specials like the 16-ounce New York Strip and Mashed Potato Dinner, $16.95, 5 till 10 daily. And Magnum Mondays with specials on bottles and $3 premiums till midnight. And Warrior Wednesdays where all vets, current military, and first responders are in free with work ID. All of this greatness while jamming out to DJ Legato and enjoying the finest women in Palm Beach. The Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club, corner of Okeechobee Military Trail, West Palm Beach. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. And this is... And it's just you. This is episode 292 of KMA Talk Radio. Coming up on the big 300. We were afraid you got locked out, nah. like last time, and you didn't have your phone. So yeah, I, I, I left my phone and my keys. Up so there. Errol was Errol was running. You were running down to save us. Thank yeah. you, sir. Mm-hmm. We did that. We went for a break outside, and the code wouldn't work. We couldn't get back in for this. Oh, <laughs> they okay. were throwing. They were throwing stuff at our window. I was here, throwing Lou. stuff at the window here to get back in. We thought there were kids out there pranking us or something, and then we see Abe jumping up and down with his hands up in the air. Now another another Louism that I want to talk about. That I heard at one point. I heard a story one time. I guess you 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 bought a, a, a literally like a whole warehouse of cigars. I think everything they had left, and then after you did, you you took a billboard out that said, you know, so and so cigars. You know, uh, they're not great, but they're only two bucks <laughs> or something like that. What do you what do you expect for a dollar? We had one called Two Buck Chuck. No, this is older than that. I, I heard this like you'd bought, and then he came and complained. You like, look, look, we saw the billboard. You. You took saying these cigars stink, but what do you want for a dollar or whatever? And then, <laughs> and then you said, and he said, you can't say that about our cigars. And I heard that you had said to him, well, they're my cigars. They're not your, your cigars. Yeah, I don't remember. No, no, <laughs> no. 
Plausible deniability. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we bought out a lot of people. Especially, yeah. especially once the cigar boom ended. It was incredible. Everybody was lining up to There was a guy with this brand called Aristoff where he actually ran. I remember Aristoff. He ran ads saying that, you know, like his company would never sell to JR. You know, this is, <laughs> this is in a smoke shop. He, he, yeah, he means never sell to JR to, to sell. Right. Because he was going to be a brick and mortar brand. Okay. Right. And then we ended up buying his company. His his display booths, his every, everything. <laughs> he even had he had these pictures that I didn't know they were famous. It was like uh, pictures of uh, like the Eiffel Tower, but made out of the little things like stamps. And, oh. and I didn't realize that this was some famous artist. He had a jewelry store in uh, in Beverly Hills, and he had these on display there. And I ended up with them and. I didn't realize these things were worth valuable. Like, yeah, ten, twenty thousand dollars <laughs> a piece. In, sitting in the attic, right? and you're like, wait a second. No, they're still hanging up in the mail order room in in North Carolina. In the <laughs> mail order room. <laughs> yeah, if I knew that they were worth that, I would have took them with me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with that fun story, let's see this week what's going on in the news with the scoop. With you. The Scoop with Coop. Breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and cigar-coop.com. On the phone from the hills of the Carolinas, William Cooper himself. Coop, what's happening? Hey, good morning, everybody. Morning, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing doing great. I'm doing great. It's a weekend home this weekend. Oh, good for you. Excellent. So... Yep. So uh, next week is uh, coming up on a very special anniversary for you. Yes. We've got one-year anniversary yeah. of your podcast. Is that what it is? Yep. It's the one-year anniversary of the Primetime Podcast, um, oh. and I will be down at the Davidoff Tampa store in uh, doing our one-year anniversary show, and we'll be highlighting the Avo 30th anniversary uh, that day as well. Congratulations, my friend. That's well, awesome. Many happy returns. Thank uh, you very much. Yeah, it's uh, hard to believe. It's hard to believe. So, so what's what's in what's in the news this week? Well, speaking of Davidoff, they're bringing back one of their uh, more popular limited edition cigars, and they're bringing back the Davidoff Selection Seven Hundred Two, which was a limited edition from two thousand nine, and that's um that's a cigar that is highlighted by the Seven Hundred Two wrapper, which is a I would say a proprietary wrapper that Davidoff has grown in Ecuador. Now, there's a little confusion about this cigar because last year Davidoff unveiled the Davidoff 702 series, and there was a lot of talk that this cigar was making a comeback, and that really wasn't the case. All they did is that with the 702 series, they took that wrapper and they put them on some of the existing Davidoff white label blends. Uh... Now, this is just the limited edition 702, which was out in 2009 making a, a it's kind of a what's old is what's new thing making a limited comeback and of course it'll have eight different bands on it celebrating the 50th anniversary of davidoff most <laughs> likely yes well uh, i was in the boardroom or conference when we were talking about that whole thing and i i, I can't imagine how confusing it's going to be consumers because they're changing the bands for the 50th anniversary and then they're going to have a 50th anniversary cigar but all the regular lines going to say 50th, and at some point, obviously, you're going to have like four different bands. I was in the humidor the, the, the other I day, the at the same and time. I saw it. Yeah, it's and I was like, I don't know what's going on. I, I, yeah, it's going to be confusing as, as heck to the consumers. I was probably yeah. Avo's favorite person in the entire world. Oh wow! We uh, 
Davidoff had sued us because we were making alternatives to Davidoff cigars and, and also to Avo cigars. And so when they filed the lawsuit, they they put in both brands, Avo and Davidoff. And then in the middle of the lawsuit, they realized they didn't own the trademark Avo. Avo oh, did. wow. So then they had to buy his company, which Avo came and thanked me because, you know, he was getting on in years and... and this was this forced them to buy his company. Wow. Otherwise, they could, they'd have to drop the suit. <laughs> Always an angle somewhere. Dropping yeah. knowledge. So, what else is going on in the news, Coop? Uh, Regis Cigars has a uh, release that they're putting into wider distribution. Um, the company has announced that its second Maduro offering, called the Regis Maduro, is going to be uh, now shipped to its retailers. It's a cigar that was previously released in limited quantities prior to the FDA's deeming rule deadline. So this is a cigar. Um, they're not disclosing what type of Maduro wrapper it is, but it's a de- blend designed to complement their signature uh, line, which is the Regis Black Label. It's going to be available in five sizes, Grand Toro, Grandito, which is a Churchill, Robusto, Corona, and a Toro. And this joins the Regis Oscuro Especial, which is that blue label, as their other Maduro offering. Okay. New cigars coming out all day, all the time. Yep, there you go. <laughs> what else is going um, on, my friend? Um, this is, a, this is a kind of a, a more of a checkbox, but this week, officially, Scandinavian Tobacco Group finalized the Thompson Cigar Acquisition. So it was back on January 31st where they announced they entered into an agreement to, uh, for Scandinavian Tobacco Group to acquire Thompson, and uh, the the I's were dotted and the T's were crossed uh, this past week, and the acquisition has officially happened. The transition, the transaction closed for a purchase price of sixty-two million dollars, and Thompson Cigars has one hundred and eighty-five employees, a retail store, warehouses, and a call center in Tampa that are going to be going along with this. Now, Lou, you, you, you're, friend, you're friends with Francois. Yeah, Bob Francois, time. sure. Yeah. I mean, one of the things they're getting in this deal, you know, which doesn't really show on paper, is the fact that, you know, Bob made a million different brands in the past, that, and he never threw away anything. I know Bob a long time. I mean, he would sell everything out to the last cigar at the wow. same price he started. So they have a lot of... Uh, predicate cigars, uh, uh, brands. So they got a portfolio with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, they're all awful brands, but, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. You, of course, any, anything, anything that you know is a name that you can use if this FDA thing ever really goes through, uh, it has has some value. Now, uh, are you surprised it took him that long to get out? Because I, I think he's uh, kind of been wanting out for a while. Yeah, I know, so. but I also know Bob, and I know that he wasn't going to sell out cheap. I mean. Uh, I know some people that had offered him four times earnings, and he told them to get lost. Hmm. But he's been, he got rid of his planes and his boat, and, you know, he's, ever since his wife died, uh, passed away, you know, he's... Winding down. Winding down, trying to get out, and it's it's time. Well, we wish him the best of luck. Mm-hmm. I think the next one is going to be uh, famous. Yeah? I mean, yeah. That, that's got to be the next target. Who do you think is going to acquire because at some point, you think it's going to end up becoming somewhat of an issue with, um, what do you call that when you start developing Antitrust. Them? Antitrust, thank you. Uh, no, because the number of machine, you know, the number of mass market cigars is so titanic compared to the number of 
So they wouldn't look at it just in their premium cigars. No, side. it's no, it's as a whole. It's it's like cars. C- cigars you know, are cigars. cigars. Right. It's not compact cars and full size cars, the four wheel drive cars. Uh, yeah, but it would seem to be that to me that that would be the next target, and uh, yeah, it'll. it'll one of the things that I find a little disturbing, if I were still in the business, and I'm not, uh, is the fact that now the major suppliers are becoming the major competitor as well. Of course, opening yeah. up stores. Yeah. They've always kind of been a competitor, kind of below the radar or quietly for years. Most of these manufacturers, kind of, had, a lot of them had retail venues, you know, whether it be websites or... You know, yeah, for one thing, has sweethearts. Yeah, holds. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, right. but uh, now they're just directly blatantly doing it. But now, now we're yeah. talking about the yeah, big stores, mm-hmm. Altidus in yeah. general. I mean, so Coop, what's coming up this week on Cigar-Coop.com? Um, got some more reviews. Uh, I'll be focusing on uh, the Crown Heads TAA release, uh, which is uh, we're kind of winding down our TAA reviews, and I'll also be reviewing the Oscar Maduro, and of course doing the podcast from Davidoff on Thursday night. All right. We'll be be watching. Absolutely. Good luck and uh, safe travels to Tampa. Coop, we will talk to you next week. Take care. All right. That is Cigar-Coop.com. Make sure you check it out for all the latest news, reviews, and quality information on the cigar world. When we come back, more with Lou Rothman, formerly of JR Cigars. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Bold and complex. That is the new Romeo San Andres by Romeo Lieta. Using the very best San Andres wrapper leaf available in the market, Rafael Nadal and AJ Fernandez collaborated together to create a new standard among San Andres cigars. Medium to full-bodied, this cigar is bountiful in both flavor and aroma. Available nationally for the first time, Romeo San Andres is a cigar you do not want to miss. Make sure to get one today at your local tobacconist. Romeo San Andres by Romeo Julieta. Make your next bold journey an epic one. When it comes to cigars, only one brand delivers intense, unforgettable experiences, Camacho. In continuing this fearless tradition, Camacho brings you the newest addition to its arsenal of badass, the new Camacho BXP. Intense, box-pressed, and crafted with rugged American broadleaf fillers from Pennsylvania. Available in Connecticut, Corojo, and Ecuador. Outfit your next bold journey with the new Camacho BXP. Sereno Royale Cigars, created at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Each artfully crafted blend comes to life under the watchful eye of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. A combination of hand-selected tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Palapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf. A post-roll aging process of two additional years brings you an endlessly complex and balanced experience. Visit our website at serenocigars.com. To Affinity and beyond. That is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, their life and their family's life changes dramatically. Chemotherapy treatments, doctor visits, and trips to the hospital soon consume their time. The programs and services provided by the Kids Cancer Foundation make it possible for the foundation to meet the needs of our young patients and families. We could not provide these resources without your support. 
For more information to find out how you can make a difference in the life of a child battling cancer, call 561-333-8116 or visit kidscancersf.org. Sponsored by CLE Cigars. Lights, camera, action. Real Clips Barbershop brings you all that is good about old school barbershops in a new cinematic themed environment. Whether you need a traditional cut, fade, blowout, or even a straight razor hot towel shave, our master barbers will get you right. All while enjoying iconic scenes from some of your favorite movies. Right from our video screens built into the mirrors. Visit realclipsbarbershop.com. That's real, R-E-E-L, clipsbarbershop.com for a location near you or to make an appointment. After one visit, we know. Back. Monte Cristo has set the standard once again, turning back the hands of time by utilizing a long-forgotten, unique aging process that harmonizes the flavors of the wrapper binder and filler with the use of small pilones. Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured is an exquisite cigar you must try now. Available nationally for the first time, Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured features a 2006 Nicaraguan Rosado Oscuro wrapper that is both beautiful and distinctive. This cigar is a masterpiece no one should miss. Make sure you get one today at your local tobacconist. Monte Cristo Epic Craft Cured. Since their humble beginnings in 1998, Drew Estate has believed that the production floor is the crossroads between art and passion and where the real magic takes place. Drew Estate Master Blender Willie Herrera has crafted a unique medium-bodied line extension that is creamy, lush, and ultra-smooth and finished off with a flawless shade wrapper that delivers satisfaction in spades. Continuing the story from their factory floor, it is with great bravado that the Drew Estate presents Under Crown Shade, a true Drew experience. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio broadcast live. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister. With me, of course, on a state. Good morning. And legend, the legend himself, Lou Rothman, once again, sitting in and uh, just the wealth of information this man has forgotten can only, cannot be captured. Now, you know, we, we hinted a little bit about it with Coop, with the FD regulation. You know, there was just a big, uh, you know, fail in the, in, the, in the House or the Senate was uh, a couple well, weeks ago. Yeah, when they passed the uh, spending bill. Right. Well, I mean, first off, what's, what's your take, Lou? I mean, I mean, do you, where, do you, where do you really see? I mean, you obviously got a lot of feelings and insight from your own experience with the industry. Where do, where do you see this thing actually panning out? Do you see any hope for a real carve out? I, I think I think eventually it's going to disappear because you got people talking about something they know nothing about. But get Steve Saka on the phone because he's 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 on this. I mean, he's, you know, Steve follows everything to the nth degree. You want to know about the right. FDA? Call Steve. So you're not following in that in that respect? No. I don't have to because I can call Steve. <laughs> yeah, but then you got to stay on the phone for two hours with him. Now you, um, now, you used to work with Steve. Steve used to work for you, yes? Yeah, sure. How was that? I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. He yeah, used to yeah, uh, write, yeah, I think, yeah. for Lou and be involved in, 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 in our com- he's, he's oh, the social one, media he, community, he right? He designed a lot of our uh, internet stuff. Right. He's, he's like a computer expert. He used to do, um, like... High power transfer electricity stations and stuff for for different states. Wow! And he's got he's got a lot of different talents. That's that's delicious, right? <laughs> that's actually when I met him, he was actually a, a, a when he, either he did some work down here or lived down here for a while to do work before he even got in the cigar industry. He was a patron at one of our retail stores, and he before he did like the blogging and all that stuff. Before anything, and I just knew him as man that arrogant guy's coming back to my <laughs> shop today. Dang! I'll tell I, you something. I. I've, 
I've known a lot of people in the cigar business. I never met anyone who learned the business faster than Steve. He's very delicious. Yeah, he's very intuitive. He yeah. really is. But yeah, he was he was that arrogant consumer that's going to tell me <laughs> all about the cigar industry while he sat in my shop. And then I didn't see him for years. And I'm at a trade show one year. And you and see him there. I run into him like, oh, yeah, you used to come to my shop. Because, yeah, yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? He goes, yeah, I work for uh, Lou Rothman, J.R. Cigars. I said, what happened? <laughs> well, how did that happen? But, yeah, I remember when he, when he uh, worked for you. So, have you, question, have you tried any of his cigars? Uh, yeah, that uh, Mi Carita. What did you think? I like it. Yeah? Yeah, I like it. A little strong for me, but... Yeah, it is. But, his, his cigars are more on the medium and yeah, fuller, fuller yeah. spectrum of Yeah, I'm more like a Don Diego smoker or Macanudo. <laughs> you know. The original cigar smoker of that era, in Lou's era, there, there was nobody making full-bodied uh, no, no, cigars. I mean, no. it was mostly Connecticut shade, yeah. mild. I mean, that's that's his whole era of cigar I, smoking. I mean, I that's s- what I smoke, too. I, I smoke a milder cigar. I started with Marsh Wheeling cigars. I don't even know what March Wheeling is. No, March Wheeling, Virginians. Uh, it's a cigar. It's all all broadleaf, uh, made in Wheeling, West Virginia. It was wow. the oldest factory in America, really? 1845. Then it was bought out and combined with Frankfurt uh, National Cigar in Frankfurt, Indiana. And then when the FDA came, uh, when the S chip came where you had the tax based on your first sale in the United States, it put them out of business. Put wow. everybody put everybody who made cigars in the United States right. out of business. Kind of why they ended up moving to Have a Tampa. Absolutely. Yeah, Have a Tampa. It used to all be made here in Tampa. That's right. Have a Tampa. This have is, a this, Tampa cigar. This is what happens when politicians make laws <laughs> about things they, they don't, don't know anything. But they Absolutely. get away with... See, that's that's what I guess everybody's afraid of. That I know, Lou, you're saying that you think it's going to go away, but... What what if it doesn't? Like what do what do they? Do? I, I think he believes that it's going to go away because eventually they'll figure out they really don't know how to regulate what they want to regulate. Well, you, and we brought that up. Remember when Glenn point, was here? At some point, they're going to have to try to physically do what they're claiming they want to do. Each blend, each like even yeah. just testing of the cigars, and I think they're just going to realize it doesn't translate to our industry the way they'd like it to translate. Well, the whole proposition is preposterous to test new new brands of cigars. The FDA is not going to say anything that you light up and inhale smoke is safe for you. I mean, it's, it just doesn't make sense. All they, the FDA only says what's not safe. Like, there's no vitamins or anything that are FDA I still controlled. Don't know, I still don't know how which, they, they curtail which, why that. Which aren't they? Uh, it's exactly. That's It's that's lobbying. Something. Right. It yeah. comes down to lobbying. That because is, just because you have to prove it's unsafe, not that it's safe. Right. Right. Which is Yeah. But do they no, do they are they do they want to do the testing so that they specifically know like I mean, we've talked about this a lot. What's in a premium cigar? Tobacco. It's tobacco. Yeah. But are are they trying to show like that some people do like I know there are some cigars that add other things that wouldn't be premium premium tobacco right there's additives or flavors or things added to non-premium cigars so is that what they're trying to go after to like test the cigars to see what additives are added to the tobacco you're talking about flavored cigars yeah i guess i mean well that's it's stuff that comes from international flavors and fragrances in parsippany new jersey it's in food too there's nothing wrong with it okay like it's the same thing that you ingest any other way right it's an aroma it's not it's not it's only an aroma it's it's if you were to take two different kinds of soda and they put a nose cl- a clip on your nose, right. you would not be able to tell which one was which. Cause, okay. 
The, so it's the, just an aromatic. The, the, the issue with the flavoring is not so much the ingredients they put in to flavor it, Paul. Uh-huh. Their argument is it becomes a gateway to for children and underage kids right. to so get you have the cigars. The, a great black and mild or something like that. That's going to make and the that's kid. been their issues: the grape and the cherry and the. And you know, it's funny the hypocrisy because a few years ago they banned they banned like every form of flavored cigarette except menthol, right. <laughs> which I always find amazingly hip- hypocritical. Well, and then the, the, the representatives from Indonesia went crazy because all their stuff... They're closed. Know, the closed the clothes got banned. Yeah, that, that Overnight. Hurt. That hurt. Banned overnight. Well, because... And, and let me just say, that as a non... tax whole business. Yeah. As a non-smoker, when I was in college, uh, being an actor, an artist, and all whatever the heck I was, the, everybody smoked cloves. Like, and in New it York... It was a trendy thing. Yeah, and New, but New York was... And cigars. We all smoke cigars. But in New York, they... They banned those first, and you couldn't get yeah. clothes. Yeah. This has been a look into Paul's life that no one really cared about or wanted to know. We will take a short break. We have to pay the bills. Coming up we- on the last half hour. Last half hour. Fast if you show. missed any part of the show, make sure you go back. Check out the highlights later. More when we come back. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Since the dawn of time, the universe has been constantly evolving. Now experience the evolution of flavor. Sindicato Cigars, available in Ecuadorian shade-grown Corojo and San Andres Marron wrappers, are beautifully crafted by master blender Arsenio Ramos. Using a double-leaf binder and meticulously box-pressed, Sindicato Cigars provide the perfect draw to deliver the evolved flavors you won't soon forget. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Sindicato Cigars. Nestor Miranda has always believed it's not just cigars, it's a lifestyle. And the Nestor Miranda collection is handmade at My Father's Cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua for your lifestyle. It doesn't matter if you're smooth like the Connecticut, mellow as a Habano, bold like the Maduro, or spicy like the all-new Corojo. The Nestor Miranda collection is blended with your lifestyle in mind. Four sizes, four blends, one life. Celebrate your lifestyle with the cigars of the Nestor Miranda Collection today. Cigar enthusiasts, did you know your personal freedom to enjoy a fine cigar is affected by some form of smoking ban in all 50 states? Additionally, taxation on premium cigars is at its highest level in history, with some states taxing at an astronomical rate of 75%. Finally, there's a solution. CRA, Cigar Rights of America, is the first and only nonprofit public advocacy association fighting for your freedom to enjoy a fine cigar. Don't just sit there. Become part of the solution. Become a CRA member today. Membership is only $35 a year. That's less than $3 a month. And as a special bonus, CRA will send you two limited edition cigars as a way to say thank you for joining. Visit CigarRights.org for more information and to become a member. The Oliva family, the makers of some of the most affordable yet highest rated premium cigars available. For seven straight years, Cigar Aficionado has rated Oliva as one of the best cigars of the year. And Oliva has a cigar for all smokers. From the newly released Gilberto Oliva Reserva to the bold and rich Oliva Serie V. Oliva cigars can be found at a tobacconist near you. So always ask for Oliva, an unbeatable value and uncompromising quality. The Oliva family of cigars. 
a brand more than 100 years in the making. Particulares was established in Havana, Cuba in 1895, operating as an elite factory that would later introduce the world to classic brands such as Byron, Particulares, and even Monte Cristo. Now, Sindicato Cigars is proud to bring this historic brand back to life, partnering with the legendary Topsa factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, to reimagine this Cuban classic as a modern-day Nicaraguan puro. Transport yourself to a bygone era of Cuban nostalgia with Particulares by Sindicato. For more information, visit syndicato.com. Monitor three humidors at once from one simple device. Caring for your cigars is easy with the new PuroTemp wireless hygrometer from Zycar. You now have the ability to monitor the humidity and temperature in three humidors without even having to open them. Ensure protection by setting simple alerts that will warn you when your cigars are not in the optimal environment. Like everything Zycar, this is backed by their lifetime warranty. Stop by your local tobacconist to purchase yours today. Zycar for life. To Affinity and beyond, that is where Affinity Cigars will take you. These mild to medium cigars use only the finest select high-grade Ecuadorian Connecticut tobacco, creating a cigar that delivers a smooth, rich, creamy smoke with the gentleness of a mother's touch. Affinity Cigars have become America's go-to cigar for that flavorful yet unintimidating smoking experience. Visit SyndicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio. I am Adam K. the Brewmeister, and Paul is over there getting disco freaky with it. I tell you, there was ever an episode where I wish, like, snippets of what we're talking about during the breaks. You know, I mean, like the billboard. It was just, I mean, just a simple little thing. Because, you know, he was commenting during our break. We have an, a, you know, an ad on our Facebook Live for the uh, Romeo San Andreas, and like literally, like almost half of it's a Surgeon General warning. And you were telling me that, you know, when you had to start doing that in your billboards, you picked a specific Surgeon General warning. Yeah, the one about pregnant women because it's very long, and so the size of each word is small and <laughs> there's a lot of verbiage yeah you're driving a car down the road at 60 <laughs> 70 miles an hour and you cannot read it you see the big jr but you don't know <laughs> i didn't know you got to pick what warning they, they give you options they give you, like, they give you four or five or six options yeah i think there's seven yeah. warnings but they actually are supposed to rotate you know but nobody checks no, it. i mean, I mean no. that's what i'm saying i mean they make these rules up that no one can enforce nobody checks anything the last person i had checking anything was the guy from the bureau of weights and measures he came into our place and he gunned us on the fact that we did not have uh, a sign on each package that said contents five cigars these are cellophane packs of five and i said to him what makes you think if the guy can't count to five, that he could, <laughs> that he could he read, read it. that he could read a thing that says contents five. <laughs> it's the truth. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, it's, and it's funny because you talk about five packs. If ev- and, and if everything goes the way it's supposed to go, from what I understand, that these online stores won't be able to sell five packs anymore, or samplers because they won't be able to repackage because that will be considered. A Repa- new blend? No. no. Manufacturing. Manufacturing. Like, I'm making my own five-pack. That, <laughs> has, that has been illegal forever. It's always been illegal. And, and Because when you take the cigars out of a box and you pack it into a pack of five, you just release the manufacturer from any responsibility for the product. It would be like taking M&Ms out of a bag and putting them into a little bag. 
Now, you've, you've done something to their product. And you did this for decades. Uh, you, I had the factories make the five packs. Did you really? Yeah. Our, but did you offer samples on your site, a 30-cigar sampler or a 50-cigar sampler? Everything was made in a factory. We just, we, our volume was so great that I couldn't have people doing this stuff. And it was cheaper because then I'm buying bulk cigars, and they're making right. it. So when we would buy five packs, you know, I would tell them, okay, make 5,000 five packs of this and 5,000 five packs of that. But, but when you would, I, I, I'm assuming, but you had like 20 cigar samplers or 30 cigar samplers, yes? Yes, but they were made by, I picked the cigars to go and in. And you would order them? Yes, made, made. Wow, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. I just would assume... Yeah, no, it's guys. a question of, you know, volume, where you can do that stuff. Right. Huh. Th- but most most of the stuff... And that? now you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, I thought it was a commercial. No, no, we were giving them a fact. It's our little sound bite yeah. when we learn something new. Yeah, most of the stuff is, has always been illegal, but, you know, the government, they, they can't be checking everything. I mean, I, a friend of mine was the head of enforcement in New York State, and we had our... Our store on uh, Fifth Avenue, and he told me that at one point, the one store that we had was paying 56% of all the tobacco taxes collected <laughs> in the state of New York. Now you're talking about thousands of stores. <laughs> Nobody was paying the tax. Right. So, there's just no people. Right, uh, the bo- yeah, the bodegas and all that stuff in the in the yeah, nobody, they, no, and nobody checked on it. No, they, they, you can't check on it. It's impossible. We got, a, we got a comment from one of our loyal listeners out in Tampa, Mark Williams. He says he loved the fact that he could walk into a JR store and get blue jeans, boots, a nice shirt, some patio furniture, and some great snacks and any cigar he wanted. Yeah, he could also get brassiers, panties. We, Book, sold, we sold everything. Books, golf, bu- golf balls, right? Yeah, <laughs> statues, books, tapes. Yeah, I mean, he had. I mean, I, I, I was in a couple of his stores in North Carolina. I mean, it's literally like a mega Walmart, and then inside the Walmart is like a three or four thousand square foot cigar, cigar shop, store, right? <laughs> like, like, like built out of wood, right? You know, it was probably today he probably built it himself, but I mean, literally, it looked like like a little wooden like little store inside in the middle of a big warehouse where everything else is like basically a Target or a Walmart. I mean, so, literally crazy. So you just had products that you just got wholesale or liquidated from wherever you got them from, Lou. Like it, there was no like rhyme or reason to what products you had. Uh, anything that was a buy, and then at, at one point in time we had eight buyers out on the road. I used to do it all myself. Right. Then this lady Jane Vargas, who worked for me, yeah, uh, she she developed the talent for. She was an excellent buyer, and then she started getting like sub buyers. Uh, Andy Andy Cosson, the guy from and Jill, used to do buying some buying for you. Didn't yeah, she? Andy uh, Jill Jill Andy's wife Jill and and Dream Jane Vargas went to Vietnam. Uh, to buy stuff, and Jane called from there and said she's in this phenomenal store, you know, that has all this like, oriental type of stuff, and she thought it would be great, you know, to have a store like that in one of our big stores in North Carolina. And so we had her buy the entire contents of the store, including, <laughs> take pictures, buy the entire contents of the store, including the fixtures, <laughs> Jill, Jill and Andy arranged for containers to take the stuff. We brought it to North Carolina and re-erected the store exactly as it was in wow. Vietnam inside our store. Well, you must have was made that good? store and owner's life. It became life. a great item that they reordered these products over and over. Yeah. So at what point did you go from 
I'm a little cigar shop to start saying, I'm going to start buying jeans. And how did that notion, because I'll be honest with you, I've been in the industry 20 years, and I don't think I would ever, ever gotten to a point where I'm saying, I'm going to start buying jeans and sandals Right, and let me underwear. throw some bras in the yeah, corner I mean, there. How, where did that evolve? Well, it's, it started with perfume. Uh, we had this cigar store in Fairfield, New Jersey. It was a big place. And uh, I thought, you know, why don't I get five or six different men's fragrances and just put them on the counter near the cash register? Maybe we'll sell some J.D. Old Spice, what you know, Polo, whatever. And a friend of mine, Bernie Rosenblum, uh, is one that was formerly uh, a tobacco jobber. And then he went into becoming a big gray market perfume importer. All right. And so I went to Bernie's place, and I said to him, send me like, uh, you know, a dozen a dozen bottles of ten different fragrances that men might buy. And we put them on the counter. And every guy that came to the counter said he asked, they would ask for something for their wife, not for them. So huh. then I got ladies' fragrances instead, and and they just sold like crazy. And, I mean, we had like, Days when we would do 50 Gs in a day on perfume. Whoa, in the store. Can you wow. imagine that? And then we ended up selling about, I'm guessing, $25, $30 million a year worth of fragrances. Because it was, it was just convenience, I guess. Well, it was the price, too. I've always been a buyer. Right. You know, so I, I would buy what's a good buy. Sometimes we would buy out entire brands of fragrances for. You know, for next to nothing. I remember one time I was offered this brand called Don Juan Wheat. It was thousands and thousands of bottles. And the guy was trying to get me to pay 10 cents on the dollar, which was a great eye, a great but buy. And I offered, he's just trying. Yeah, and I, <laughs> trying. I ended up offering him 8 cents on the dollar, which he took. And, and my wife came, you know, we were kind of friendly with this great gray market guy. And... My wife asked, why was I so hard on him for, like, two cents? I said, it's not two cents. It's 20%. He wanted 10 cents. I'm offering him eight cents. That is 20% less than 10 cents. And that's what you had to do in that business. And then we would resell it to a lot of um, uh, Indian people that... uh, Resold perfume, and they would buy jobbers. And yeah, they would buy the stuff from us, even though we to go sell in the street. Yeah, I, I used to see the guys with the bags walking there. Hey, you want to buy some perfume? You want to? And he had the bag of all the knockoffs of perfume. It was big for a long so time. So it started with that, and then you know, the, the shirts and Montblanc pens and all. Just never stopped. I would just buy anything. Kept going. Yeah, <laughs> I once bought the. Uh, I What's the craziest thing you bought? Uh, 10,000 urinals. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, what, crane, crane it was just, going out was, of business sale? It's a flat glass bottle with a neck on it that comes like this, and people in the hospitals use it for, like, bedpans. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but I was buying a lot of military surplus, ammo boxes, which they still fill Wait, with what cigars. What did you do with the urinals? I sold them in the big stores. Like like for a car? Ur- like for somebody to carry in their car? In well, case I don't know what they want to do. You could- <laughs> <laughs> well, did you ever think there's something is not sellable? <laughs> no, because what they did is they, they put the, the urinal up on the counter and put water in it, and then they put a really nice flower in it through that, and it set up. It looked like a little flower display. <laughs> Is that what you sold them as? Yeah. So it's a oh vase. my god! But we we got we sold we sold oh like my god. brass buttons off Russian uniforms. 
pencils. Uh, <laughs> any, I would buy anything that was the so. Closer. Somebody's wife is has a has a urinal on her table right now yes. with flowers in it. Right, <laughs> that's yeah. inconceivable. Right. So how good a buy was the ten thousand urinals? I have to add. It was a great buy. I mean, maybe I paid like sixteen, seventeen cents for them, sold them for two dollars. Wow. <laughs> But for two bucks, I see a vase. I'll buy a vase for two bucks. Yeah, we used to buy stuff that would be advertised on TV, and its day was over. So there was, let's say, a, um, a cookie jar that where you opened it. looked like a cow. You opened the top, and, and it, it would moo. Yeah. So they were like 50 bucks. Yep. But after after it had its run, you could buy this thing for like 3 or $4, sell it for nine ninety five. And and it had another another it was life. Marketed. Yeah, I have a client that does that in my other in my other life, and they buy all the old telebrands. They have a contract yeah. with telebrands. They buy all their old products, but I, it's the same. It's it's a genius way to sell. I started buying Christmas stuff, you know, decorations, and after after. Drop. Oh, it's all right. We got you. <laughs> I was buying Christmas stuff after Christmas, and then. We opened up a store called Christmas 365, where we just kept buying Christmas stuff and loading it into the <laughs> store, and we could sell Christmas stuff all year long. For because you bought it in that time when everybody's trying to get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were buying for pennies on the dollar and selling, you know, for like 75% off. And, wow. And people would come in and, you know, buy all of next year's Christmas stuff, you know, yeah. at, at a price. So it was, I would buy anything that was a buy. What, what's the best-selling thing you bought that, like, you just didn't expect? Hmm. I have to think about that. Yeah, one, just huh? curious. P- ponder, ponder that while we take a break. We'll, we'll, break. we'll find out what that, that is. Ponder that while we take a break. break. We're going to find out the okay. best-selling thing Lou Rothman ever bought in a big buy. This is KMA Talk Radio. Keep it lit. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yes, it's mandatory. This is Eric Espinoza, and over the years, many cigar aficionados have enjoyed my highly rated brands, 601 Murcielago. In the spirit of continuing improvement, I have purchased my own factory, La Zona, in rich and fertile tobacco region of Esteli, Nicaragua. After almost two decades in the cigar industry, I have created a brand I finally feel is worthy of my name. Espinoza cigars are made with only the finest tobaccos, hand-selected, and aged to perfection. Our cigars are bold in flavor, yet refined to the palate. For more information, visit EspinozaCigars.com. A brand more than 100 years in the making. Particulares was established in Havana, Cuba in 1895, operating as an elite factory that would later introduce the world to classic brands such as Byron, Particulares, and even Monte Cristo. Now, Sindicato Cigars is proud to bring this historic brand back to life, partnering with the legendary Topsa factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, to reimagine this Cuban classic as a modern-day Nicaraguan puro. Transport yourself to a bygone era of Cuban nostalgia with Particulares by Sindicato. For more information, visit syndicato.com. Hey, fools, how about a game of cutthroat? It's your funeral. That's my kind of game. Arnold, I hope your pool playing is better than your choice of cigars. What do you mean? Wow, tough crowd. Here, try this recluse cigar. You're going to need all the help you can get. Don't be stingy. Let me get one of those. Recluse. Wow, that's a good smoke. Now I can bring my A game. I think you should stick with that recluse cigar and work on your B game because you don't have an A game. And I know a little something about games. Boom. Ooh, that's cold. 
Mike Bellady has collaborated with industry legends Don Pepin Garcia, Manuel Quesada, and Ernesto Perez Carrillo to make some of the industry's most highly touted cigars. Through his company, MLB Cigars, Mike brings you four incredible and unique blends. Imperia, Imperia Islero, Imperia Aventador, and the David P. Ehrlich Tremont. MLB Cigars are made with the best minds in the industry. Visit us at MLBCigarVentures.com and follow us on social media. Imperia and David P. Ehrlich Cigars. Developed by legends, smoked by connoisseurs. Quality and value are always the two biggest determining factors for consumers when making buying decisions. Casa Bella by Sindicato Cigars offers superior flavor, quality construction, and an affordable everyday price. Completely handmade in the Dominican Republic, these value-priced, smooth yet flavorful cigars are comprised of Dominican and Nicaraguan filler tobaccos, and they're available in natural and Maduro wrappers. Visit SindicatoCigars.com to find your nearest authorized dealer of Casa Bella cigars. Sereno Royale Cigars, created at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua. Each artfully crafted blend comes to life under the watchful eye of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. A combination of hand-selected tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf. A post-roll aging process of two additional years brings you an endlessly complex and balanced experience. Visit our website at serenocigars.com. Insurance companies have a very unique business model that the general public doesn't understand. Insurance companies make profit only one way, taking in premiums and paying out less on claims than they take in premiums. In doing this, they oftentimes deny legitimate people with viable claims fair compensation. We know accidents happen. They happen every day. The good thing about insurance is it helps people do the right thing when they've caused accidents. You know, if I cause an accident, the first thing I want to do is make sure the person is okay, the person's taken care of. Insurance gives us the ability to do the right thing. Unfortunately, the insurance company uh, treats people like statistics instead of human beings. And that's why you need an experienced attorney to make sure the insurance company does the right thing. Welcome back. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram too. Yes, it's mandatory. Welcome back to KMA Talk Radio, broadcasting live here in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. I'm Adam K. The Brewmeister. With me, of course, America's host with the most, Donnest Abe. Good morning. And we are here wrapping things up on this episode with... The industry legend, Lou Rothman. It flew by. I remember Lou asked me before the show, said, what are we going to talk about for two hours? It goes by fast, especially when you got good conversation. Uh, oh, yes, and a man who has every, a story about everything I could possibly even think of, and I thought we'd heard a, go- a lot of all the good ones, but nope, keeps going. Well, I got a question for Lou from one of our listeners, but also a big shout-out to Michael Pizzini, or Panisi, or Panisi, yes, and to all the boys down under. Uh, he's got a big group of guys uh, watching the show right now in Australia. And uh, I do not think he's going to consider doing business in Australia, yes? No. Yes. <laughs> G'day, but, boys. G'day. But one of our old uh, loyal listeners here who moved away wanted to know that if you had to start over today in the cigar industry, how would you do it? Or would you do it? Well, no, he wanted to know if you do it. Like, would you probably start with a brick and mortar, just go straight to online or... You know, I, I guess it's, you can't go straight to online because it's too hard. There are too many items uh, 
to compete online, you need this massive inventory. Yeah. So you have to start as a brick and mortar and grow into it because uh, anybody who had enough money to go into it in mail order and carry all these different SKUs, they don't need to go into business. Yeah. <laughs> just good retire. That, that makes sense. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Putting the, putting so you asked me what the best buy, uh, and I was thinking about what is the best. You're talking about in the cigar business. I, I'm talking about anything, anyone. I mean, I mean, who would have thought you would have sold ten thousand urinals? But what, what's something? <laughs> what's something you bought that you know you didn't really think nothing of, and it just shocked you that it just ended up being a, a tremendous seller. Well, I guess books. Yeah. Oh, book. Well, you're an avid book reader. You're a sci-fi reader too. Yeah, yeah. Lou and I actually exchanged some sci-fi books. You read anything yeah. good lately? Uh, I'm reading one now, but I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> it's by Mark Greenway. He he took over writing the Tom Clancy stuff. Okay. So it's just a, a spy type thing. But um, yeah, the books. Uh, you know, we started. Uh, I saw some at a show and. And I, uh, I kept asking the guy if I buy four of these, how much does it cost? How much is a forty-foot trailer? And I, <laughs> and, I, and I ended up, we ended up, I would say selling three or four forty-foot trailers of books a month out of a cigar shop. This is out of these places in North Carolina. Yeah. Other other bookstores would come there and fill up five, ten, fifteen shopping carts with books and check because I'm just buying them. By weight, I was paying eighteen thousand dollars. By weight, for a forty-three thousand pound trailer of books, <laughs> and you didn't know exactly what was in there. I mean, at one point, we had these big scales in the store, and it said ninety-nine dollars for your weight in books. <laughs> and guys would be walking out with big stacks of books. Well, yeah, you had old ladies trying to find been. trying to find some big fat guy, you know, to, <laughs> to, to hold. I could have made some good side. I could have made some good side money. Yeah. But the best buy in the cigar business, I think, is uh, Lane Limited decided to get out of the cigar business. Now, Lane Limited w- did pipe tobacco for a long time, and they had famous, the Dunhill yeah, they, white label, the white tube brand. Yeah, they had the Dunhill, yeah, Dunhill Monte Cruz, uh, Royal Jamaica, a brand called La Rania, which was the second of Royal Jamaican cigars, and uh, Medal of Honor. And then they had all the Dunhill accessories, you know, all these leather, Cutters, leather, leather things leather that cost yep. a fortune, you know. And and I bought them out very, very cheap. But they, what they wanted to do is get out just clean in one shot, take everything. Oh, they also had a brand called Schimmel Panic, which is... I uh, remember that. Yeah. Yeah. They were little tins, yep, you know. Yep, and cigarillos. And they saw a little tin, even back then, was like, you know, 15 bucks. Yeah. And... There were nine skids of them. Skids. I don't know how many thousands and thousands and thousands of those tins These there were. Little tins. Wow. And and I let me just think. Okay, all the guys who were involved in this deal are now dead, so I can oh. tell you about this. <laughs> so besides besides buying out the Dunhills and the Mon- and and I ended up with the trademarks too. I owned wow. Royal Jamaica, Monte Cruz, and the Metal. Bought Farm. everything. Yeah. But these Schimmel Panic things, where there were tens of thousands of tins, so there was these four guys that were at at Lane Lemonade at the time, and they were all dead, so you don't need their names. Right. I, I looked at these nine skids, and I said, I'll tell you what, I give you $1,000 a piece for the nine skids, but that's $1,000 to each of you guys, and we'll all go to Atlantic City, and I'll pay for the rooms. And that's my deal. And you just throw these nine skids in with the other stuff.
stuff. So I'm telling you that we must have bought 100,000 tins <laughs> of Schimmel Pennock. For $4,000? For $9,000. Uh, $9, I give them $1,000 oh, $1, per skid. Yeah. Uh, and, and a trip to Atlantic City. <laughs> right, yeah. And what do you think that netted you? Uh, maybe a half a million dollars. <laughs> That's, that's fantastic. And that's just a guess. Could have been a million. That's pretty good margin. That's a little good. Yeah, little, not little bad. A little bit. All right. Uh, Man, I that, could learn so much. With right. that, we'll see real quick who belongs to a cigar insane asylum. Welcome to the cigar asylum. Did you know I'm utterly insane? We all go a little mad sometimes. Where logic and reason cease to exist. Who belongs this week in a cigar in San Asylum? Brought to you by CLE and Asylum Cigars. All right, this week's inductee really has a thing for men in uniform. LaDonna Hewitt, 54 of Ohio, takes the idea to the extreme. In fact, she seems to really be into the Easter money. LaDonna was arrested Saturday after police said she propositioned and then tried to make out and inappropriately grabbed an Easter bunny working at a carousel park in Mansfield, Ohio. Oh. When Hewitt posed for a photo with the rabbit, witnesses said she inappropriately grabbed the costume character and made suggestive comments within earshot of families in an indoor park. Apparently, her actions were so offensive that police were called. Arriving officers found Hewitt on the carousel and reported that she seemed to have been intoxicated with slurred speech and bloodshot eyes. LaDonna was charged with public drunkenness and booked into the county jail. She was then released eight hours later, and the police did not charge her with assaulting the Easter bunny. But I guess that's just her way of Easter egg hunting. <laughs> yeah, giveaway. Uh, are, you into, are, you, are you a furry? Only when I'm drunk. Yes. So congratulations, LaDonda. You are this week's inductee into the Cigar Insane Asylum, brought to you courtesy of CLE and Asylum Cigars. Wow. Great show. I know. You got, you got some golf going on today, actually, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Playing 18 or 9? 18. Wow. Long day. I'm, I'm going to be watching the Masters. I won't be golfing, but that's what I'll do. That's your exercise, watching the Masters. I mean, maybe I'll get up and go to the fridge and grab something to eat. <laughs> hey, we've got to make sure you're doing plenty of 12-ounce curls <laughs> yeah. while watching the Masters. I'm buying a new car today, too. That's exercising my wallet, Now, next week, we're going to name the winner of where we're going to do our 300th episode, correct? correct? The big announcement is yeah. next week. We're, our 300 episodes coming up in June, Wow! and uh, we put a contest out there. Pick your cigar shop where you'd like to see us do our 300 episode and tell us why, and we're going to pick years. one. Yeah, 300 wow. episodes. Yep. Long time. Who would have thought to start as a little, like, a hobby? <laughs> right, 300 episodes. So we're excited about that. Who do we got on next week? Uh, it might be Eric Calvino. Oh, Eric Cigar Calvino, Cigar Snob. We don't okay. have an official confirmation. Really? I've spoken to him uh, Oh, worst case scenario, before. we just bring Lou back yeah, and exactly. have more He'll conversation. How can he go? I'll be around. <laughs> as long as we get him out in time for tea time, he's good. <laughs> yeah, that's all it needs. Uh, it's been a wonderful show. We hope you've enjoyed our time today. And if you missed any part of it and want to go back to the archives, make sure you check out the podcast or just re-click the Facebook link on the KMA Talk Radio Facebook page. Don't forget to also participate in the caption contest. You can take home a Zycar high-performance burnout ashtray from our good friends at Zycar. Till next week, and as always, we have to say fondue, au revoir, and keep it lit. Paul the producer, the best we could afford. Yeah, little buttercup, sweet little buttercup, my little buttercup, I love you. Paul the producer. You're listening to KMA Talk Radio. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're on Instagram, too. Yeah.
Yes, it's mandatory. Awarded the 2014 Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year with numerous 90-plus ratings, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary Cigar celebrates Tabacalera Perdomo's 20 years as one of Nicaragua's largest premium cigar manufacturers. Using only the highest priming tobaccos grown exclusively by the Perdomo family, the 20th Anniversary Cigar has a tremendous profile with layer upon layer of rich, elegant, complex flavors. Visit your nearest authorized tobacconist today and experience the masterful blend of these Nicaraguan puros. Now available in extremely limited edition pyramid size in Sungrown or Maduro. The party's always rocking at Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club with drink and dinner specials like the 16-ounce New York Strip and Mashed Potato Dinner, $16.95, 5 till 10 daily. And Magnum Mondays with specials on bottles and $3 premiums till midnight. And Warrior Wednesdays where all vets, current military, and first responders are in free with work ID. All of this greatness while jamming out to DJ Legato and enjoying the finest women in Palm Beach. The Spearmint Rhino Gentlemen's Club, corner of Okeechobee and Military Trail, West Palm Beach. 